Hello and welcome back to Grim and Win. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at the subreddit, Ask Reddit, and someone asked, what are your real-life ghost stories that you like to tell on dark and stormy nights? And it was a great question posed, and there were definitely some interesting and thought-provoking answers to the questions. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into those responses now. When I was younger, I had a next-door neighbor named Lexi, and she was my best friend. Our parents would go on trips on motorcycles with each other, and we would camp out at one of our houses until they came back. It was normal for us. We never had any paranormal events prior to this specific night. We were sitting in our bedroom talking and doing what we normally did. We saw a bright light through her window, followed with the sound of motorcycles pulling onto the gravel driveway. We instantly think, okay, our parents forgot something, but before we could even get up to leave the bedroom, we heard a knock and a soft woman's voice say, Hello? The front door opened. This was a familiar sound because the door scraped against the hardwood flooring. We panicked, thinking there was an intruder at this point because this woman didn't sound like our family. We have very Texan voices. We scouted the house, scared out of our minds, just to find the front door wide open and nobody in the driveway. Nobody was in the house. We finally felt better. We walked back into her bedroom, but before she went to enter, she collapsed onto the floor and started sobbing. I didn't know what happened. I was scared and she told me something as tall as the doorframe was standing in her parents' room. After our parents returned, her family continued to have paranormal activity in their house. Eventually, they moved out too. When I was still relatively newly married, my then-husband and I moved into a townhouse-style apartment. The two floors of our apartment were on the second and third floors of the building, and the management office and the mailbox area was almost directly below us on the ground level. This is an important note for later. The woman who managed the building was older and didn't care for the property well, and usually spent most days chain-smoking camel non-filters in her office and being a hateful old racist. Imagine renting a place from Juno the social worker from Beetlejuice, but less helpful. She really resented that we had the townhouse claiming we lied about me being pregnant when we moved in, because she didn't want to rent that unit to people with kids. She also made a few disparaging remarks about my husband due to his race. She was a real peach, truly. So after our child was born, I was a stay-at-home mom and just busy keeping the house clean and the baby occupied without a car or any local mom friends. After lunch, the kiddo needed a bath. 
anyone who's fed a nine-month-old baby knows that messes can happen. So I went upstairs and ran the tub. Soon I had the baby sitting happily, splashing in one of those suction cup bath seats. Important to note, it's the middle of winter and we had no heat, an issue that I had been fighting Juno, the landlord, about for a while, among other maintenance issues like my ceiling fan or the garbage disposal that was held on with duct tape and leaked. We basically had to keep a space heater or two in every room to keep the chill off. I had taken one of the space heaters in the bathroom to keep the bathroom warm enough for bath time, and I had it sitting out of reach and splashing distance on top of the bathroom counter. I was standing in the bathtub, getting ready to lift the baby out, when all of a sudden, the space heater started to rock back and forth, when it had not been rocking before. I had this horrible feeling of dread as I looked at the heater, and I just reacted because I knew I couldn't get both of us out of the tub in time. I reached down to grab the baby seat, ending up pulling it up off the tub and dropping the baby over the side of the tub to the bathroom floor, just as the heater got to the end of the cord. It thumped into the shower floor, bounced off the edge of the tub, and landed on its side on the floor, a couple inches away, where it shut off. When I looked over to the corner of the bathroom, that part of the room seemed to just get darker, like it was filling up with shadows. There was no smoke, no change of lighting, no windows, so no sun, going behind a cloud, etc. It was just darker. I also started to smell cigarette smoke, camel non-filtered, which I knew the smell of well from being in Juno's office all the time, trying to get things fixed. The smell was so thick and made me cough and my chest ached, but I couldn't see any smoke haze, and I felt this overwhelming sensation of hatred and malice, like someone was standing there giving me a death glare. I grabbed the baby and a towel and ran downstairs. I was so freaked out I could not bring myself to go back up there, so I used some diapers from the diaper bag and kept the baby wrapped in the towel and cuddled up to stay warm. I stayed down there the entire rest of the day until my husband got home. Every so often, I'd look up the stairs at the bathroom, but I didn't want to take the baby up there, and I was afraid to leave him by himself downstairs. When he asked me why the baby wasn't dressed, I told him about the heater and the smoke in the bathroom, and he went up to check, figuring it was yet again another maintenance issue. There was no electrical damages, no damage to the outlet, no smoke, no cigarette smell. He put the heater back on the counter and turned it on, watching it for a few minutes, and it didn't rock, so it didn't rock itself off the counter earlier. He laughed it off, but later that day, we heard Juno's adult son downstairs near the mailboxes yelling his head off at people, and that's when we found out 
that she had had a massive heart attack in her office earlier that day, and he had found her dead in her chair with a camel non-filtered still in her hand. When I was 20, I visited a town in Italy that had a medieval tower that you can actually climb. My girlfriend didn't want to, so I went up on my own and was the only person at the time doing so. It was a hot, sunny day when I entered the tower. There was a flight of stairs that wound around the edge of the tower and no windows. Climbing the tower took, at the very most, five minutes, and at the top of the stairs there was a ladder and a trap door that opened up onto the roof of the tower. When I opened it, I found the weather had changed dramatically and was overcast and threatening. I forgot if there was thunder or not, but I was genuinely concerned about the lightning, being at the top of a very tall tower in that weather. I cautiously climbed out onto the roof, just to have a quick look before going straight down. The roof was surrounded with a sort of metal cage of bars that were presumably intended to prevent anyone from falling or jumping off the tower. I heard some thunder and saw electricity arc between some of the bars. Not a blinding lightning strike, just arching, and I decided that the tower was going to be struck, and I descended as quickly as I could. At the bottom, I was surprised to find the weather was again sunny with a clear sky. My girlfriend could tell I was shaken and was amazed when I told her I thought that maybe there had been lightning. The weather hadn't changed at all while I had been up on the tower and had remained sunny and clear. I'm very much a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I'm not religious, and I've had no other weird experiences like this. In short, I'm not your stereotypical, spooky things happen to me kind of person, and yet I have no explanation for this. I've since tried to figure out which tower it was. I spent a couple of summers traveling around southern Europe, and I climbed a lot of old towers. And I'm fairly sure it was the Tor Grossa in San Gimignano. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. It doesn't have a cage around the top, but there is a metal cage around the bells, and that must be what I remember. My mom owns a cafe, and the building is extremely old. During the first week of being open, the crazy neighbor came in and told about all the previously failed businesses that used to be here, and how she senses that there's a spirit living here, and the spirit wants her to do well. Whilst working for my mom, I had two experiences that freaked me out. The first was really early in the morning, and my mom and I were doing some prep work, and we heard someone saying hello behind us, and we both turned at the same time. I checked the whole building but found no one. The second was late in the afternoon, and a cake dome, which is the thing you put over cakes to keep flies away, 
it flew off from the back of the counter and broke on the floor. The crazy neighbor was right in the end, as she's now had the cafe for 15 years, and my mom and staff have all had their own crazy stories, but these two are the ones that I've experienced. I was probably six when my younger sister passed away in her sleep. I'm from a large family of nine kids, and it was very hard on my family as we were a very close group. For a few months after she died, I would be visited by a warm pinkish or warm white figure at the end of my bed. It felt warm and comforting, and a few times I thought it was my older sister. We were close in age, and sometimes we would sleep in each other's rooms. Years later, I opened up about the figure. My older sister instantly lit up and said that she had seen the same figure and often thought it was me. Maybe just a traumatic response of being young and imaginative, but the fact that we both had the same experience was really freaky. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon.